Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around, because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Today, I want to talk about what to do in your first 30 days as a new manager. And by the way, if you're already in your job for more than 30 days, maybe even years, This is still valuable because I'm going to talk about some of the specific questions or things to pay attention to and you might have some ideas on things to do that you haven't thought about before. Plus, it's always good to know, to be aware of what to do within the first 30 days as a new manager because you might, sooner or later, who knows, you might be changing your job and your employer and start with a new team. And these tips will apply to those situations as well. Now, as I'm going through this, I also have a downloadable for you, which you can access at RamonaShaw.com forward slash 30 day checklist. One word, 30 day checklist, no dashes in between. And that's how you can access the checklist that will go along with this episode. And of course, you find the link down in the show notes. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this here on the podcast is because I get this question a lot. In fact, especially on social media, I often get messages from people who say, hey, I just started in my first manager role. I don't know yet if I'm going to get any coaching or any training. So I'll get back to you on that. But I have a quick question. Would love your thoughts. What should I pay attention to in my first 30 days as I meet the team for the first time? Now, this is a stressful moment. If you think about it, right? If you're meeting your team members for the very first time maybe you saw some in the interview process but then it was a bit of a role reversal they were kind of interviewing you so they had a little bit more authority over you oftentimes or at least it feels that way and now you're stepping in and you are supposed to lead them and with some of them you might feel like this is going to be super easy and then most people have like one two maybe three people on their radar that they're a little bit nervous about And I think also during times where we have remote or hybrid work setups, leading people and a team that you've never met before, and it's all virtual, can be really challenging because it's harder to establish relationships and to develop trust when you don't meet people face to face. That's why offsites and team events in person are so important because that's how we as social creatures are wired. So to do this virtually is is tougher. And I get that there are a lot of emotions and potentially anxiety or just doubts and worries attached to starting off in a new manager role and not quite being sure what to do 
and what to do when. So I'm going to walk you through my 30-day checklist that you can also follow along in the downloadable that I mentioned earlier on how to go about this so that you at least have a plan on the key priorities. Now, of course, there'll be a ton of information that you will receive from your employer and that will be job specific. I'm not going to go into that. I'm really going to focus on what's going to set you up for success early on because you're ticking all the boxes. So let's start off with week number one. That first week, days one to seven, you want to make sure that you meet with your boss and you have a proper sit down, not just a check in, like a quick 30 minute chat, but a real check in to review expectations and discuss the keys to success and what it will take to be successful in 90 days. The question here that I would ask is, in 90 days, when you and I sit together again and we reflect on the last three months, what would I have accomplished and how will we be able to measure if this was a successful first three months? And if your manager is not uh, specific enough or is a bit wishy-washy about this, not clear, please challenge your manager and ask for more details, ask for clear expectations for key performance indicators, anything that's measurable or just something that gives you clear guideline. The biggest trap new managers fall into is that they think they have an understanding of what their manager wants them to do. They think, but they don't know. So when I ask a coaching client this question, what expectations does your boss have on you? And they say, I think you will see my pen writing down a note to check back in on this because if there is a thinking involved, there is room to clarify this. We want to know, know for sure because we had a very explicit conversation about this. And part of challenging your manager on getting really clear here is a way to demonstrate your ability to manage up. You're not ruffling feathers here. You're not stepping on anyone's toes. You are making sure you're set up for success. And a big component of this is getting crystal clear on what the expectations are on you. So that is number one. Number two is that you want to meet with your team. I do generally speaking recommend that you meet with the entire team first versus having your one-on-one conversations first and then meeting as a team. But again, there's no hard rule to this. It is a bit situational. But if you ask me for my opinion, generally speaking, I would say have a team meeting first and your first or your second day, introduce yourself. So you have one sort of pitch, one introduction. Tell them about your past and not just what's on your resume, right? So go a little bit deeper and like what are some events that have shaped you? what kind of experiences have shaped your leadership style, and then talk about how to best work with you. One of the references that you see on the checklist, if you download this document, is that I'm referring to a user manual. The user manual, or also referred to as a user guide, is a tool to help you communicate sort of your pet peeves, but also your strength, your preferred communication method, your preferences and how to collaborate and how to make decisions and what people should know about working with you. Therefore, the term user guide. It's an incredibly useful tool and that's one of the key tools that participants in a leadership accelerator program go through. But even without the program, you can have this conversation with the team. So just tell them a little bit more about how to best work with you. Maybe you've done an assessment such as a DISC assessment or a Myers-Briggs assessment or even the Enneagram in the past. 
And if you think that the description of your results really resonates with you, you can share it and tell them why you think the result is accurate and what that means to them. And then of course, invite them to think about what they want to share with you in the upcoming 101. Whenever we talk about how to best work with us and we give them sort of some expectations or maybe we even make requests directly or indirectly, it is really good practice to ask the question back and say, what do I need to know about you? How do I get the best out of you? What are your preferences? Because your job as a leader will be to flex your style. So that was point number two. First you meet with your boss, then you meet with your team. And then I would suggest to hold one-on-one meetings with each person on your team to talk about exactly this, ask questions about their strengths and their preferences, their career goals, anything that they want to share with you that they think you should know to work with them well, uh, any context that they want to share. And I wouldn't go into the actual job and any projects at this point. This first meeting, week one, should be about getting to know the person. It's the people first approach, right? So we don't want to jump in and talk about work right away. We have to establish a relationship first. Now, moving into week number two, in week number two, I suggest that you start scheduling your weekly or bi-weekly one-on-one meetings. In general, I recommend doing weekly one-on-one meetings because I think overall uh, you get a better return out of it because a lot happens within two weeks if you do bi-weekly meetings and you might just uh, do a lot of forth and back and emails or Slack messages and so forth when it would be more time efficient to schedule a one-on-one. Uh, Those one-on-ones, I would recommend to do them between 25 minutes and 45 minutes each week or then, if you prefer, every other week. That's what I would do then. Uh, Let them know that you're scheduling those. In those invites, give them a bit of an agenda on what you're looking for to discuss in the meeting, what you're expecting from them. Remember that one-on-one meeting is their meeting. They should do the talking. They should lead the meeting they should have the agenda, but you're telling them what you're expecting in a meeting. You let them know that it's their meeting and the fact that they should be setting the agenda. Next up is to meet with your peers. So in week number two, and this may have already happened in week number one, but in week number two is when I would invite you to think intentionally about the peers that you want to meet. These are your direct peers, anyone else who's reporting to the same manager, And then the second set of peers would be your boss's peers. You want to meet them too. And you want to ask questions such as, how does your team interact with us? What are you expecting of me? What's the context or history that I should be aware of? What will make it easier for us to keep collaborating? What are your goals? Where is your department headed? And so on. So be really interested. Try to learn as much as you can. And then the third suggestion I have for you, week number two, is to learn from your team. And this means to schedule either full day or half day sessions with each member of your team to better understand how they work, their job responsibilities, and review any possible obstacles or challenges that they're dealing with. And the reason why I say a half day or a full day is because as a new manager, you want to go a little bit deeper with them and really understand what they're doing and how they're working. So this is called shadowing. So shadowing would mean that you're kind of like a fly on the wall 
Uh, and you could, for example, just be on Zoom and ask them to share their screen as they're going through a particular project or you're they're preparing a deliverable and to walk you through it. You could also just review any projects, plans with them, ask questions, but spend a good amount of time together in order to dive deeper and be really present with each member of your team. If you didn't never did this and you think, oh, this would actually be really valuable for me, it's totally doable to do this a year later, a half a year later. It will probably just be a little bit more challenging for you to free up the time to really sit there and watch them do things or talk through things as they're working. But it's never too late to really learn from your team and potentially shadow them. And shadowing is nothing shady. It's just a term that we use in the coaching world to observe people in action. So coaches sometimes shadow people in meetings uh, or in conversations. And that concludes the key items for week number two. So let me recap. Set up your one-on-ones, meet with peers, and learn from your team. Now we're moving into week number three, and this is the week to foster relationships, to have casual conversations with stakeholders, with people that you'll be interacting with going forward, to learn what's important to them, what challenges have they faced in the past, where do they want to go in the future, and what is their working style, how to best interact with them, what expectations do they have on you, and so forth. Spend a good amount of time in your third week building and nurturing new relationships. This is also the time where I would suggest to start forming an initial assessment. This could be to do a SWOT analysis, to write down some initial notes on what are the strengths of the team, the potential threats, the opportunities and the weaknesses to consider. You could invite some team members to think this through with you or to start brainstorming. But it's all about assessing and data gathering, and it's not yet about defining a strategy or making suggestions or even making decisions. It'd be too early for that. But week three is a good time to start analyzing what is happening and be a bit structured about this, which is why I like doing a SWOT analysis. Good, and that concludes week number three. Moving into week number four. Week number four is a good time to establish team goals based on what you've learned so far. And I would suggest that you look at that initial SWOT analysis, you take any any goals that have already been laid out before you started, see if there's any tweaks you want to make, any additions or changes, and then socialize a draft version of this with the team first. Get their inputs and then have a conversation with your boss about your draft goals Uh, First, get her or his input on your goals as well before you actually finalize them and then sort of move into more concrete action as you transition into your second month. This is also a good time for you to decide on your priorities. So as you're setting the goals for the team, you will get more and more clear on what is it that you actually need to prioritize and make sure that this is aligned still with the expectations that you have hopefully, hopefully set with your boss in your in week one but you may expand on them based on the initial conversations that you had with peers and other stakeholders and team members and all the things that you've learned about the company and the team over the course of the first four weeks so let's do a quick recap first week you meet with your boss then you meet with your team and then you hold one-on-one meetings focus purely on relationships 
uh, with each member of your team. The second week, you will start setting up your one-on-one meetings with each member on your team. You start meeting your peers and you learn from your team. Ideally, you can shadow them and you take a deeper dive into their actual work and their responsibilities. Week three is focusing on relationships, meeting other stakeholders that will influence your strategy. These relationships that will be key to nurture and foster over time. And you start making an initial assessment. Again, I recommend the SWOT analysis on where your team is at and what opportunities are or threats are laying ahead. And then as you move into week four, this is when you could start drafting and discussing your set of goals, which then also leads to defining your personal priorities for the months to come. Those are my suggestions for what to focus on in the first month. And like I said in the beginning, it's really, really critical to set the expectations with your boss and what she or he expects from you after three months. And I'm specifically saying three months because it will take about this long for you to wrap your head about everything that's happening in the company and the history and where the company's heading and where you're at with your team right now. It's a good practice to implement a 30, 60, 90 plan at this point, which basically lays out what are you going to focus on in the first 30 days. And other than your actual understanding of the business and the industry, in terms of what to do as a leader, that's what we just covered in this episode. And then as you move into month two is when you start spending more time on your priorities and the strategic plan, and then you start taking actions and maybe even make some key decisions as you move into month three. A 30, 60, 90 plan is a great framework to set very clear expectations, but also be aligned on what to prioritize first, second, and third as you define those expectations with your manager early on. As you can tell, I mentioned the word expectations a million times in this podcast episode. And the reason is that this is the biggest pitfall that I see with new managers who are eager to get started, who want to dive in, who've been successful in the past, and they think they can wing it or figure it out, or think that they have a good understanding of what the expectations are, but never having actually talked about it captured it in writing ideally and made it really explicit because that's what you want to measure your performance on three months down the road so if there's one thing I want you to take away here is be crystal clear on the expectations on you and then do the same for the people on your team make sure that they know exactly what you're expecting from them uh, each month uh, each week potentially or each quarter Again, if you haven't already, grab the downloadable that goes along with this episode at RamonaShaw.com forward slash 30 day checklist. All one word. Link should be in the show notes. That's it for today. I look forward to chatting with you again next week when we dive deeper into how to know if a new hire might not work out. I'll see you then. Talk soon. Bye bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. 
If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.